0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, everyone, let's bow our heads quickly. Father, thank you, O Lord, for this word today. We ask, Almighty God, that you be in us with this word and we in you. We ask, Lord, that you help us to understand this word and be a beacon of light to others with this word. And, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and ears as we're reading this word and let it really sink into our souls, into our knower. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for helping us today and guiding us. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. But most of all, your love, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to start in chapter 6 today. Barnabas, okay uh yesterday we had a reread. I thought it was important that we re- reread that because there was a lot of interesting um information in Barnabas chapter one through five, and I really uh didn't quite cover it. Uh, the first time like I wanted to. So um, I hope that many of you are not upset with me, but sometimes I will do that because I feel like there are things being said there that we really need to understand. So without further ado, we're going to move on today into Chapter 6. Understand then, my beloved children, that the good God hath before manifested all things unto us, that we might know to whom we ought always to give thanks and praise. Okay, let's reestablish that again. Understand, big letters says, Understand, then, my beloved children, that the good God hath before manifested all things unto us, that we might know to whom we ought always to give thanks and praise. Okay. If therefore the Son of God, who is the Lord of all, and shall come to judge both the quick and dead have suffered, that by his stripes we might live. Let us believe that the Son of God could not have suffered but for us, but being crucified, they gave him vinegar and gale to drink. Hear, therefore, how the priest of the temple did for show this also. The Lord, by his command, which was written, declareth that whosoever did not fast the appointed fast, he should die the death, because he also was himself one day to offer up his body for our sins, that so the type of what was done in Isaac might be fulfilled who was offered upon the altar. Can they make that any clearer? Let's reread that again, okay? Let's go back up to the top where it says, Come to judge both the quick and the dead have suffered that by his stripes we might live. We're talking about Christ Jesus here. Christ Jesus was in the beginning. For those people who don't realize that, when the Lord spoke in the beginning, and they said in the beginning was God, okay, in the beginning was God and his Son and the Holy Spirit. They were there, okay? If therefore the Son of God, who is the Lord of all, the Son of God is the Lord of all, okay? So I'm sorry to tell you guys who are. uh, who are professing, uh, Jews, uh, in the, uh, overseas. But this has been said not just in the, uh, New Testament, but it's been said in the Old Testament. If you read, if you're reading the word properly, it is said in the Old Testament, even in the Jewish language, Okay. Now for some people don't know because they don't they can't uh they don't speak uh Hebrew, they don't speak um Yiddish, um so they don't know. But for those people who have and have uh had the opportunity to read uh, the scriptures in the Hebrew language, it is there. Okay. And now here it is again in one of the lost books of the Bible, okay? And he's telling you, If therefore the Son of God, who is the Lord of all... So not to believe on uh, Christ Jesus is... You're lining yourself up for a problem because you can't go in the kingdom without the belief in him, all right? That's just... In print, red print. If therefore the Son of God, who is the Lord of all, and shall open to judge both the quick and the dead. Now, if you're not believing on him and he's judging you, you're in trouble. You're in serious trouble. Come to judge both the quick and the dead. hath suffered that by his stripes we might live. Might live. Let us believe that the Son of God could not have suffered but for us, but being crucified, they gave him vinegar and gall to drink. Now let's move on again. Here, therefore, how the priest of the temple did foresaw this also, So they saw this way before his death, before his birth. The Lord, by his commandment, which was written, declared that whosoever did not fast, the appointed fast, he should die the death. Okay? Because he also was himself one day to offer up his body, For our sins. Now, they're telling you because Christ didn't, uh, do the appointed fast. He was, he was the day before. Why? Because he knew he was going to die. He was going to die before the appointed fast. Okay. Uh... He also was himself one day to offer up his body for our sins, that so that type of what was done in Isaac might be fulfilled, who was offered upon the altar. Was he not offered upon the altar? Of course he was. Okay? Okay. What therefore is it that he says by the prophet, and let them eat of the goat, which is offered in the day of the fast for all their sins. Hearken diligently, my brethren, and all the priests and they only shall eat the inward, the inwards, not washed with vinegar. Why so? Because I know that when I shall hereafter offer my flesh for the sins of a new people. Ye will give me vinegar to drink mixed with gall. Therefore, do ye only eat the people's fasting the while, and lamentating in sap, cloth, and ashes. See, the Bible in the Old Testament was showing you what was to come in the New Testament. The people in the Old Testament was establishing what was coming in view, okay? And the prophets knew this, and that he might foreshow that he was to suffer for them. Hear then how he appointed it. Take, says he, two goats, fair and alike, and offer them, and let the high priest take one of them for a burnt offering. And what must be done with the other? Let it, says he, be accursed. Consider how exactly this appears to have been a type of Jesus. And then, and and let all the congregation spit upon it, and prick it, and put the scarlet wool about its neck, and thus let it be carried forth into the wilderness. And this being done, he that was appointed to convey the goat, led it into the wilderness, and took away the scarlet wool, and put it upon a a thorn bush, whose young sprouts, when we find them in the fields, we are wont to eat, so the fruit of that thorn only is sweet. And to what end was this ceremony? Consider one was offered upon the altar and the other was a curse. And why was that which was a curse crown? Because he shall see Christ in that day, having a scarlet garment about his body, and shall say, Is not this he whom we crucify? Having despised him, pierced him, and mocked him, concerning this is he who then said that he was the Son of God, as therefore he shall be like he shall he shall be then like to what he was on earth we were the Jews heretofore commanded commanded to take two goats fair and equal that when they shall see our savior hereafter commanding, uh, I'm sorry, that when they shall see our Savior hereafter coming in the clouds of heaven, they may be amazed at the likeness of the goats. Wherefore, ye here again see a type of Jesus who was to suffer for us. But what then signifies this? That the wool was to be put into the midst of the thorn. This is also, this also is a figure of Christ sent out of the church. He who would take away the scarlet wool must undergo many difficulties because that thorn was very sharp. And with difficulty, get it. So they said, Christ, that will see me and come to my kingdom, must through many afflictions and troubles attain unto me. Chapter 7. But what type do ye suppose it to have been, where it is commanded to the people of Israel that grown person, in whom sins are come to the perfection, should offer a heifer, and after they have killed it, should burn the same, but then young men should take up the ashes and put them in vessels and tie a piece of scarlet wool in his upon a stick, and so the young men should sprinkle every one of the people and they should be clear from their sins. Consider how all these are delivered in a figure to us. The heifer is Christ Jesus, the wicked man that were to offer it as those sinners who brought him to death, who afterwards have no more to do with it. The sinners have no more the honor of handling of it. But the young men that performed the sprinkling signified those who preached to us the forgiveness uh, excuse me, those who preach to us the forgiveness of sins and the purification of heart, to whom the Lord gave authority to preach his gospel. Being at the beginning twelve to signify the tribes because there were 12 tribes of Israel. But why were they three young men appointed to sprinkle? To denote Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because of because the they were great before God. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And why was the wool put upon a stick? Because the kingdom of Jesus was found upon the cross. And therefore, they that put their trust in him shall live forever. But why was the wool and hyssop put together? To signify that in the kingdom of Christ, There shall be evil and filthy days in which, however, we shall be saved. And because he that has any disease in the flesh by some filthy humorous is cursed by the hyssop. Wherefore, these things being thus done are to us indeed evident, but to the Jews they are obscured. Because they hearken not unto the voice of the Lord. Okay? That explains a lot today. Okay? This is why I say to brothers and sisters out there, our Jewish community, not your Masonics, because they have turned to the Lord, Jesus Christ. I'm speaking of people who do not believe in Christ. They only believe in God, okay? i am read this again. Wherefore, these things being thus done are to us indeed evident, but to the Jews they are obscure, because they hearken not unto the voice of the Lord, All right, let's move on to chapter 8. I really hope that everybody is enjoying this because they are literally breaking down and giving you the explanation of everything. And we didn't get this explanation in our scriptures in the Bible. And it just kind of behooves me a little that these books were taken out of the Bible because they weren't considered important enough or for whatever excuse they used. Okay, let's move on to chapter 8. And therefore the scriptures again speak concerning our ears that God has circumcised them together with our hearts. For thus saith the Lord by the holy prophets, By the hearing of the ear, they obey me. And again, they who are are afar off shall hear and understand what things I have done. And again, circumcise your hearts, saith the Lord. And again, he said, Hear, O Israel, for thus saith the Lord thy God. And again, the Spirit of of God prophesied, saying, Who is there that would live forever? Let him hear the voice of my son. And again, hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, because the Lord has spoken these things for a witness. You notice he says, And again, hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth. You don't think the you don't think the the world is alive. You don't think the earth itself is alive, that the plants grow out of. <laughs> Woo! Think about that, people. Hmm. Think about that. Where is the Lord? He is everywhere in everything. Mm, okay. And again he said, Hear the word of the Lord ye princes of the people, and again hear, O children, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, wherefore he has circumcised thy ears that we shall hear his word and believe. But as for thee but as for that circumcision in which the Jews trust, it is abolished, okay? It doesn't exist anymore. But these people are still doing this stuff, but it doesn't exist anymore, okay? Um, For the circumcision of which God spanked was not of the flesh, but they have transgressed his commandments because the evil one hath deceived them. And still deceiving them. For thus God bespeaks them Thus saith the Lord your God, Here I find the new law. So not among thorns, but circumcise yourself to the Lord your God. And what Doeth he mean by his sayings, hearken unto your Lord. And again, he said, circumcise the hardness of your heart and hearken not your neck. And again, behold, saith the Lord, all the nations are uncircumcised. They have not lost their foreskin. Mm, but this people is circumcised in heart, but you will say the Jews were circumcised for a sign, and so are all the all the Syrians and arabians and all the idolatrous priests. but are they therefore, of the covenant of Israel? And even the Egyptians themselves are circumcised. Mm. Understand, therefore, children, these things more fully, that, that Abraham, who was the first that brought in circumcision, looking forward in the spirit to Jesus, circumcised, having received the mystery of three letters, For the scripture says that Abraham circumcised three hundred and eighteen men of his house. But what, therefore, was the mystery that was made known unto him? Mark first the eighteenth and next the three hundred. For the numeral letters of ten and eight are I H. And they denote Jesus. And because the cross was that by which we were to find grace, herefore he adds 300, the note of which is T. The figure of his cross, wherefore by three letters. He signifies Jesus by the third, his cross. I-H-T. He who has put the engraved gift of his doctrine within us knows that I never taught to anyone a more certain truth, but I trust that... Ye are worthy of it. Mm. Okay, chapter, um, excuse me, chapter nine, but why did Moses say, ye shall not eat of the swine, neither the eagles, nor the hawk, nor the crows, nor any fish. That has not a scale upon him. Answer so that in the spiritual sense he comprehended three doctrines that were to be gathered from thence, besides which he says to them in the book of Deuteronomy, and I will give my statues unto this people. Wherefore, it is not the command of God that they should not eat these things. But Moses in the scripture spanked unto them. Now the sorrow he forbade them to eat, meaning thus much, thou shalt not join thyself to such persons as are like unto swine, who wist thou life in pleasure? Forget their God, but when anyone pinches them, then they know the Lord. As the sow when she is, as the sow, when she is full, knows not her master, but when she is hungry, she makes a noise, and being again fed, in silence. Neither says he, shall thou eat the eagle, nor the hawk, nor the kite, nor the crow. That is, thou shalt not keep any company with such kind of men as know not how by their labor and sweat to get themselves food. But injuriously ravish away the things of others and watch how to lay snares for them when at the same time they appear to live in perfect innocence. Wow. Everybody listening to that? So now you understand that he wasn't talking about not eating swine. (laughs) Wow. Shall we read that again? Uh, let's see let's see three now the sow he forbades them to eat, meaning that much thou shalt not join thyself to such persons as are like unto swine, who willst thou live in pleasure and forget the look and forget their God, but when Anyone pinches them. When they got problems, they going through things. When they know the Lord, that's when all of a sudden they turn to God. As the sow, when she is full, knows not her master. But when she is hungry, she makes a noise and being again fed in silence. (laughs) Neither says he... Shall thou eat the eagle, nor the hawk, nor the kite, nor the crow, that is thou shalt not keep company with such kind of men as known, not how by their labour and sweat, to get themselves food by injurious injuriously ravish away the things of others, and watch. How to lay snares for them when at the same time they appear to live in perfect innocence. All right, let's move on. So these birds alone seek not food for themselves, but settling idols seek how they may eat of the flesh of others have provided being destructive through their wickedness. These are people that set out to hurt you. They are not for your benefit, but to hurt you. Neither says he shall thou eat the lamp spray, nor the polypus, nor the cuttlefish. That is, thou shall not be like such men by using to converse with them who are altogether wicked and adjudged to death, for so those fishes are alone accursed, and swallow in the mire, not swim as other fish, but tumble in dirt at the bottom of the deep. But he adds neither shall thou eat of the hare To what end to signify this is to us? Thou shalt not be an adulterer, nor liken thyself to such persons. For the hair every year multiplies the place of its consumption. And so many years as it lives, so many it has. Okay, everybody listening to that? The hare is an adulteress. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm being told to go back. But he added, neither shall thou eat of the hare. To what end? To signify this to us. Thou shalt not be an adulterer, nor like thyself to such persons. For the hare every year multiplies the place of its consumption, and so many years as it lives, so many it has. Neither shall thou eat of the hyena, that is again, be not an adulterer, nor a corrupter of others, neither be like to such, and whatsoever so. Because that creature, every year, changes its kind and is sometimes male and sometimes female. Whoa! You guys hear that? Whoa! Yadarashindorosa. Let's read that again. Eight. Neither shall thou eat of the hyena that is again be not an adulterer, an, uh, be not an adulterer, nor a corrupter of others, neither be like to such, and what for so, because the creature every year changes its kind, and is sometimes a male, and sometimes a female." For which cause also is just hated, the weasel, to the end that they should not be like such persons who with their mouths commit wickedness by reason of their uncleansiness, nor joins themselves with those impure women who with their mouths commit wickedness because that animal conceived with his mouth. Mm, mm, mm. 10. Moses, therefore, speaking as concerning meat, delivered indeed three great precepts to them in the spiritual signification of those commandments. Remember what I said? They were acting out what was coming in the spiritual realm. Okay, what was coming? Uh, but they, according to the desires of flesh, understood him as if he had only meant it of me. See? And therefore David took aright the knowledge of his threefold command, saying in like manner, Blessed is the man that have not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, as the fishes before mentioned in the bottom of the deep in darkness, nor stood in the waters of sinners as they who seemed to fear the Lord, but yet sin as the sow and have not sat in the seat of the scorners, as the birds who sit and watch that they may devour, he, here he have the law concerning meat perfectly set forth and according to the true knowledge of it. but says Moses, ye shall eat all that defied the hoof and chew the cud, signifying thereby. Such as one as having taken his food, know him that nourishes him and rests upon him, rejoicing in him. And in this, he speak well, having respect to commandment. What therefore is it that he saith that we should hold fast to them that fear the Lord? with those who meditate on the commandment of the word, which they have received in their heart. With those that declare the righteous judgment of the Lord and keep his commandments. In short, with those who know that to meditate is a work of pleasure and therefore exceedingly themselves in the word of the Lord. But why might they eat those that clay the hoof? Because the righteous liveth in this present world, but his expectation is fixed upon the other. See, brethren, how admirably Moses commanded these things. But how should we thus know all this and understand it? We therefore understand aright the commandments spanked as the Lord would have us. Wherefore, he has circumcised our ears and our hearts that we might know these things. Okay. Chapter... 5. I'm sorry, chapter 10. In fact, you know what, we're going to pause for a second. We're going to go to a break from our sponsor, and then we'll come back. Okay, everyone, we are back. All right. Now we are moving into chapter 10. Let us now inquire whether the Lord take care to manifest anything beforehand concerning water and the cross. Now for the former of these, it is written to the people of Israel, How they shall not receive that baptism, which brings to forgiveness of sins, but shall institute another to themselves that cannot. Mm. (laughs) For thus saith the prophet, be astonished, O heaven, and let the earth tremble at it because this people have done two great and wicked things. They have left me the, fount- the fountain of living water and have digged for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. Is my holy mountain a Zion, a desolate wilderness? For ye shall be as a young bird when it nests in taken away when its nest is taken away and again the prophet saith i will go before thee and will make plain the mountains and will break the gates of brass and will snap in sunder the bars of iron and will give thee dark and hidden and invisible treasures, that they may know that I am the Lord God. <clears throat> and again, he shall dwell in the high den of the strong rock. And then what follows in the same prophet, he, his water is faithful. Ye shall see the king with glory And your soul shall learn the fear of the Lord. And again, he saith in another prophet, He that does these things shall be like a tree planted by the currents of water, which shall give its fruit in its season. Its leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. As for the wicked, it is not so with them. But they are as the dust which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the counsel of the righteous. For the For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Consider how he has joined both the cross and the water together. For thus he saith, Blessed are they who put their trust in the cross, descend into the water, for they shall have their reward in due time. Then shall he will I give it to them. But as concerning the present time, he saith, their leaves shall not fall, meaning thereby that every word that shall go out of your mouth shall through faith and charity be to the conversion and hope of many. In like manner, Doeth another prophet speak, and the land of Jacob was the praise of all the earth, magnifying thereby vessel of the Spirit. And what follows? And there was a river running on the right hand, and beautiful trees growing up by it. And he that shall eat of them shall live forever, the signification of which is still. The signification of which is this, sorry, Um, that we go down into the water full of sins and pollution, but come up again, bringing forth fruit, having in our hearts the fear and hope, which is in Jesus by the spirit. And whoever shall eat of them shall live forever. That is, whosoever shall hearken to those who call them and shall believe shall live forever. All right, let's go into chapter uh, 11. In this manner, he determines concerning the cross. In another prophet saying, and when shall these things be fulfilled? And the Lord answers, when the trees that have fallen shall rise, and when the blood shall drop down from the trees, here you have again mentioned, made both of the cross of him that was to be crucified upon it. And yet, Father, he saith by Moses, when Israel was fighting with and beaten by a strange person to the end, that God might put them in mind, how that for their sins, they were delivered unto death. Yea, the Holy Spirit put it into the heart of Moses to present both the sign of the cross and of him that was to suffer that so they might know that they did not believe in him. They should be overcome forever. Moses, therefore, piled up armor upon armor in the middle of a raised ground, uh, in the middle of a rising ground. And standing up high above all of it, Then stretched forth his arms, and so Israel again conquered. But no sooner did he let down his arm, but they were again slain. And why so? To the end, they might know that except they trust in him, they cannot be saved. And in another prophet, he said, I have stretched out my hands all the day long to a people disobedient and speaking against my righteous way. And again, Moses makes a type of Jesus to show that he was to die and then that he whom they thought to be dead was to give life to others in the type of those that fell in Israel. For God caused all sorts of serpents to bite them, and they died for as much as by a serpent transgression uh, began in Eve. Thus so he might convince them that for their transgressions they shall be delivered into the pain of death. Moses then himself, who had commanded them, saying, ye shall not make to yourselves any graven or molded image to be your god yet now did so himself that he might represent to them the figure of the lord jesus for he for he made a brazen serpent and set it up on high, and called the people together by a proclamation when being come, they entreated Moses that he would make an atonement for them, and pray that they might be healed. Then Moses spake unto them, saying, "When any one among you shall be bitten, let him come unto the serpent." that is set upon the pole and let him assuredly trust in him that through he be dead that though he be dead yet he is able to give life and presently he shall be saved and so they did see therefore how here also you have in this the glory of jesus and that in him and to him are all things Again, what says Moses to Jesus, the son of none, when he gave the name of, unto him as being a prophet, that all the people might hear him alone, because the father did manifest all things concerning his son, Jesus, in Jesus, the son of none, and gave him that name when he sent him to spy out the land of Canaan. He said, Take a book in thy hand, and write what the Lord saith. For as much as Jesus, the Son of God, shall in the last days cut off by the roots all the house of Amalek. See here again Jesus, not the Son of Man, but the Son of God, may manifest it in a type and in the flesh. But because it might hereafter be said that Christ was the son of David, therefore David fearing and well knowing the errors of the wicked saith, the Lord saith unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool, And again, Isaiah speaketh on this wise, the Lord said unto Christ, my Lord, I have laid hold on his right hand and the nation shall obey before him. And I will break the strength of kings. Behold, how doth David and Isaiah called him Lord and the son of God. chapter 12. But let us go yet further and inquire within this people, be the hair or the former, and whether the covenant be with us or with them. And first, as concerning the people, hear now what the scriptures say. Isaac prayed for his wife, Rebekah, because she was barren and she conceived. And afterwards, Rebekah went forth to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, There are two nations in thy womb, and two people shall come from thy body. And the one shall have power over the other. And the greater shall, uh, the greater shall serve the lesser. Understand here who was Isaac who Rebekah, and of whom it was foretold. This people shall be greater than that. And in another prophecy, Jacob speaketh more clearly to his son Joseph, saying, Behold, the Lord hath not deprived me of seeing thy face. Bring me thy sons, that I may bless them, and be brought unto his father, Mezana and Ephraim, uh, desiring that he should bless Manasseh because he was the older. Therefore, Joseph brought him to the right hand of his father Jacob. But Jacob, by the spirit, foresaw the figure of the people that was to come and what saved the scriptures. And Jacob crossed his hands and put his right hand upon Ephraim and his second and the younger son, and blessed him. And Joseph said unto Jacob, Put thy hand upon the head of Manasseh, for he is my firstborn son. And Jacob said unto Joseph, I know it, my son, I know it, but the greatest shall serve the lesser, and thou he also shall be blessed. Though he also shall be blessed." Ye see, of whom he appointed it that they should be the first people and heirs of the covenant. You see, it was Ephraim. Manasseh would serve Ephraim. Okay, ah, uh, if therefore God shall have yet farther taken. Notice of this by Abraham too. Our understanding of it will then be perfectly established. What then say the scriptures to Abraham when he believed that it was imputed upon him for righteousness? Behold, I have made thee a father of nations, which without circumcision believe in the Lord. Let us therefore know, inquire whether God had fulfilled the covenant, which he swore to our fathers that he would give this people. Yes, verily he gave it, but they were not worthy of receiving it by reason of their sins. For thus, saith the prophet, and Moses continued fasting in Mount Sinai to receive the covenant of the Lord with the people, Forty days and forty nights, and he received of the Lord two tables written with the finger of the Lord's hand in the spirit. And Moses, whom he had received them, brought them down that he might deliver them to the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, 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 get thee down quickly. For the people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have done wickedly. And Moses understood that they had again set up a molten image. And he cast the two tablets out of his hands, and the tablets of the covenant of the Lord were broken. Moses therefore received them, but they were not worthy. So Moses received the tablets, but the people did not. Now then, learn how we have received them. Okay? Moses, being a servant, took them, but the Lord himself hath given them unto us that we might be the people of his inheritance, having suffered for us. He was therefore made manifested that they should fill up the measure of their sins and that we being made heirs by him should receive the covenant of the Lord Jesus. And again, the prophet saying, behold, I have set thee for a light unto the Gentiles, to be the Savior of all the ends of the earth, saith the Lord, the God whom hath redeemed thee, who for that very end was prepared, that uh, that by his own appearing he might redeem our hearts already, devoured by death, And delivered over to the irregularity of air from darkness and established a covenant with us by his words. For so it is written that the father commanded him by delivering us from darkness to prepare unto himself a holy people. Wherefore the prophets say, I, the Lord thy God, have called thee in righteousness, and I will take thee by thy hand and will strengthen thee, and give thee for a covenant of people for a light of the Gentiles, to open the eyes of the blind, and to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house consider therefore from whence we have been redeemed and again the prophet saith the spirit of the lord is upon me because he have anointed me he have sent me to preach glad tidings to the lonely to heal the broken in heart to preach remission to the captives and sight unto the blind, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of restitution, to comfort all that mourn. Okay, chapter 13. Furthermore, it is written, concerning the Sabbath in the Ten Commandments, which God spanked in Mount Sinai to Moses, face to face. Sanctify the Sabbath of the Lord with pure hands and with a clean heart. And elsewhere he said, if thy children shall keep my Sabbath, then will I put my mercy upon them. And even in the beginning of the creation... He makes mention of the Sabbath and God made in six days the work of his hands and he finished them on the seventh day and he rested the seventh day and sanctified it. Consider my children what that signifies. He finishes them in the six days. The meaning of it is this that in the 6,000 years the Lord God will bring all things to an end. For with him one day is a thousand years, as himself testified, saying, Behold, this day shall be as a thousand years. Therefore, children, in six days, that is in 6,000 years, shall all things be accomplished. And what is it that he saith, and he rested the seventh day? He meaneth this, that when this sun shall come, and abolish the season of the wicked one, and judge the ungodly, and shall change the sun and the moon and the stars, then he shall gloriously rest in that seventh day. He adds lastly that thou shall sanctify it with clean hands and a pure heart. Wherefore, we are greatly deceived if we imagine that anyone can now sanctify that day which God has made holy without having a heart pure in all things. Behold, therefore, he <clears throat> will then Truly sanctify it with blessed rest. When we having received the righteousness promise, uh, when iniquity shall be no more, all things being renewed by the Lord shall be able to sanctify it being ourselves first made holy. Lastly, he saith unto them, your new moons and your Sabbaths, I cannot bear them. Considering what. He, now, listen to what he says here. Lastly, he saith unto them, Your new moons and your Sabbaths, I cannot bear them. Consider what he means by it. The Sabbath, says he, which ye now keep, are not acceptable unto me. But those which I have made, when resting from all things, I shall bring the eighth day that is the beginning of the other world, for which cause we observe the eighth day with gladness, in which Jesus rose from the dead, and having manifested himself to his disciples, ascended to heaven." It remains yet that I speak to you concerning the temple, how these miserable men being deceived have put their trust in the house and not in God himself, who made them as if it were the habitation of God. Ooh, boy, oh boy. Is this not happening today in the churches? Is it not? This is what's going on right now in the churches. Okay, man has put his trust in houses and buildings and not in God. For much after the same manner as the Gentiles, they consecrated, they consecrated his him in the temple. But learn, therefore, how the Lord speaketh running the temple vain. Who has measured the heavens with a span and the earth with his hand? Mm. Is it not I, thus saith the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool? So we're the footstool and heaven is his throne. Uh, People, think about that. Think about how small you are. In comparison, what is the house that ye will build me? <laughs> Woo, yes, Lord <laughs> Can you build him a house <laughs> No way. If the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool, think of the spance of that. Man can't build him, no. (laughs) Yay. Woo. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Or what is the place of my rest? Know, therefore, that all their hope is vain, <laughs> and again he speaketh after the manner, behold they that destroy this temple, even they shall again build it up, and so it came to pass for th- for through their wars it is now destroyed by their enemies, and the servants of their enemies built it up. Furthermore, it has been made manifested how both the city and the temple and the people of Israel shall be given up. For the scriptures say, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the Lord will deliver up the sheep of his pasture and their fold and their tower into destruction. And it is come to pass as the Lord has spoken. Let us inquire, therefore, whether there be any temple of God. Yes, there is. And that there were himself declared that he would both make and perfect it. Because man can't. For it is written. And it shall be that as soon as the week shall be completed, the temple of the Lord shall be gloriously built in the name of the Lord. I find, therefore, that there is a temple, but how shall it be built in the name of the Lord? I will show you. Before that we believed in God, the habitation of our hearts was corruptible and feeble as a temple truly built with hands. For it was a house full of idolatry, a house of devils, and as much as there was done in it whatsoever was contrary unto God, mm-hmm. but it shall be built in the name of the Lord Consider how that the temple of the Lord shall be very gloriously built, and by what means that shall be learned, having received remission of our sins, and trusting in the name of the Lord, we are become renewed, being again created as it would from the beginning. Wherefore God truly dwells in our home in our house that is in us. Okay, in us. But how does he dwell in us? The word of his faith, the calling of his promise, the wisdom of his righteous judgment, the commandments of his doctrine. He himself prophesies within us. He himself dwelleth in us and openeth to us who were in bondage of death, the gate of our temple. That is the mouth of wisdom, having given repentance unto us. And by this means have brought us to be an incorruptible temple. He therefore that desires to be saved looked not unto the man but unto him that dwelleth in him and speaketh by him being struck with wonder for as much as he never either heard him speak such words out of his mouth nor ever desired to hear them this is the spiritual temple that is built Unto the Lord. Everybody hear that? I hope that everybody heard that. Okay. We are, let me see, we are going to continue. We got uh, two more chapters, so we're going to finish up uh, the book of Barnabas. Okay, let's move on to chapter, excuse me, chapter 14. Okay, and thus I trust I have declared to you as much and with as great simplicity as I could those things which make for your salvation, so as not to have omitted anything that might be re- requisite thereunto. For should I speak further of the things that now are and of those that are to come, you would not yet understand them, seeing they lie in parables. This therefore shall suffice. As to these things, <clears throat> let us now go on to other kind of knowledge and doctrine. There are two ways of doctrine and power. The one of light, the other of darkness. You see? Okay, I've been saying this for a long time. Um But there is a great deal of difference between these two ways. For over one are appointed the angels of God, the leaders of the way of light, and over the other, the angels of Satan. And the one is the Lord from everlasting to everlasting. The other is the prince of time of unrighteousness. Now the way of light is this, if any one desires to attain to the place that is appointed for him, and will hasten thither by his works, and the knowledge that has been given to us for walking in it to this effect, thou shalt love him that made thee, and thou shalt glorify him that hath redeemed thee from death. Thou shalt be simple in heart and rich in the spirit, and thou shalt not cleave to those that walk in the way of death. And thou shalt hate to do anything that is not pleasing unto God, and thou shalt abhor all dissimulation, and thou shalt not neglect any of the commands of the Lord. Thou shalt not exalt thyself, but shalt be humble. And thou shalt not take honor to thyself. Thou shalt not enter into any wicked counsel against thy neighbor. And thou shalt not be overconfident in thy heart. Thou shalt not commit fornication nor adultery. Neither shalt thou corrupt thyself with mankind, thou shalt not make use of the word of God to any impurity, and thou shalt not accept any man's person when thou reprovest any one's fault. Thou shalt be gentle and thou shalt be quiet, and thou shalt tremble at the words which thou hast heard, thou shalt not keep any hatred in thy heart against thy brother, and thou shalt not entertain any doubt whether it shall be or not. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain, and thou shalt love thy neighbor above thy own soul. Thou shalt not destroy thy conceptions, before they are brought forth, nor kill them after they are born. Thou shalt not withdraw thy hand from thy son or from thy daughter, but shall trent, shall teach them from their youth the fear of the Lord, and thou shalt not convert thy neighbor's goods, neither shalt thou be extorters, neither shall thy heart be joined to proud men, but thou shalt be numbered among the righteous and the lonely. Whatever event shall happen upon thee, thou shalt receive them as good. Thou shalt not be double-minded or double-tongued, for a double tongue is a snare of death. And thou shalt be subject unto the Lord and to inferior masters as to the rep- representatives of God in fear of reference. Thou shalt not be bitter in thy commands towards any of thy servants that trust in God. Least thou chance not to fear him, who is over both, because he come not to call any with respect of person. But whosoever the spirit has prepared people, did you not get that? I'm going to read that part again because I want people to understand this. It is not the preacher. It is not the deacon. It is not the evangelist. It's not those of us out here who are speaking, preaching and reading and teaching that's going to draw you. Let's hear this again. Thou shall not be bitter in thy commands towards any of thy servants that trust in the Lord. Okay? He's telling you how you're supposed to act to other people who believe in God. Least thou chance not to fear him who is over both. Because he came not to call any with respect of person. But whomever the spirit has prepared, so the spirit within that person is preparing you to receive the Lord. This is why I said the other day, you don't go around pointing your fingers at people and making comments, whether this person is in the church or out of the church, because you don't know who God is preparing next to be called or chosen. 16, thou shalt communicate to thy neighbor of all thou hast. Thou thou shalt communicate to thy neighbor of all thou hast. Thou shalt not call anything thy own. For if ye partake in such things, as are incorruptible, how much more should you do it in you those that are corruptible? Thou shalt not be forward to speak, for the mouth is the snare of death. Strive for thy soul with all thy might, and reach not out thy hand to receive, and withhold it not when thou shouldest give. Okay? Don't pull back your hand. If you got what somebody needs, give it willingly. Because God will give you that and more. Thou shall love as the apple of thy eye, everyone that speaketh unto thee the word of the Lord. Come to thy remembrance day and night, the future judgment. Thou shalt seek out every day the person of the righteous, and both consider and go about to exalt others by the word and meditate how they may save a soul. Thou shalt also labor with thy hands to give to the poor that thy slain, uh, excuse me that thy sin may be forgiven thee, okay. Thou shalt also labor with thy hands to give to the poor. Why? That thy sins may be forgiven thee. Thou shalt not uh, deliberate whether thou shouldest give, nor having give murmured at it. Okay? You're going to give, give it willingly. No murmuring. Okay? Give to everyone that asks, so shall thou know who is the good rewarder of thy gifts. Keep what thou hast received, thou shalt neither add to it nor take from it. Let the wicked be always the aversion, they shall judge righteous judgment. Thou shalt never cause division, but shall make peace between those that are at variance, and bring them together. Thou shalt confess thy sins and not come to thy prayer with the evil conscience. This is the way of light. Chapter 15. But the way of darkness is crooked and full of cursing, for it is the way of eternal death with punishment, in which they that walk meet those things that destroy their own souls, such as idolatry, confidence, pride of power, hypocrisy, double-mindedness, adultery, murder, rapping, pride, transgression, deceit, malice, arrogance, witchcraft, covetousness, and the way of the fear and the want of the fear of God. In this walk, those who are the persecutors of them that are good, haters of truth, lovers of liars, who know not the reward of righteousness, nor cleave to anything that is good. Who administer not righteous judgment to the widow and orphans. Who watch for wickedness and not for the fear of the Lord. For whom gentleness and patience are far off. Who love vanity and follow after rewards, having no compassion upon the poor, nor take any pains for such as are heavy laden and oppressed, ready to uh, ready to evil speak, not knowing him that made them murderers of children, corruptors of the creatures of God, that turns away from the needy, oppress the afflicted are the advocates of the rich, but unjust judges of the poor, being altogether sinners. Well, people, we see this today, don't we? And this should tell you who these people are. When you see this stuff happening with the rich, the judges, the council, our government, okay? Know who these people are. What do you do? Begin to pray against the situation. Lift it up to the Lord. For the Lord is our vengeance. Remember that. Verse 7. It is therefore fitting that learning the just commands of the Lord, which we have before mentioned, we should walk in them, for he who does such things shall be glorified in the kingdom of God. But he that chose the other part shall be destroyed together with his works. For this cause, there shall be both a resurrection and a retribution. I beseech those that are in the high estate among you, if so be you will take the counsel which with a good intention i offer to you you have those with you towards whom you may do good do not forsake them for the day is at hand in which all things shall be de- all things shall be destroyed together with the wicked <clears throat> with the wicked one The Lord is near and his reward is with him. I beseech you, therefore, again and again, be as good lawgivers to one another. Continue faithful counsel to each other. Remove from among you all the hypocrisy. Boy, we got a lot of that. And may God, the Lord of all the world, give you wisdom Knowledge, counsel, and understanding of his judgment in patience. People, how do we get this? Through prayer. You pray and you ask the Lord, Father, give me your wisdom. Give me your knowledge. Give me your counsel. Give me your understanding. Okay? These are the things you want. So you'll be able to judge properly and rightly. And in the judgment, you have to be patient. You can't just, oh, I know that's not right. I, I know it. I know the Lord has told me it's not right. And I'm going to do, no, you're not going to do anything. You are going to sit quietly and do Nothing. The Lord is giving you that so you can see, not for you to go out and act upon it unless he tells you to. And you better make sure it's him telling you. Check that spirit. And if there be among you any remembrance of what is good, think of me mentoring upon these things, excuse me, meditating upon these things, that both my desire and my watching for you may turn to a good account. I beseech you, I ask it as a favor of you. Willis, you are in this beautiful tabernacle of the body. Be wanting is none of these things, but without ceasing, seek them and fulfill every commandment. For these things are fitting and worthy to be done. Wherefore, I have given the more diligence to write unto you, according to my abilities, that you might rejoice. Farewell, children of love and peace. The Lord's of glory and of all grace be with you, uh, be with your spirit. Amen. And that's the end of Bonaparte, everyone. Now, I just want to say um, for those who have this book, again, reread this and get this in you. Uh, for those who don't, go over this podcast again and hear every word that I have read to you. Because this is one of the most important books I have run across in a while. This really breaks it down for you so that you can understand exactly what the Lord meant in his scriptures. Okay. Um. for those of you who are interested uh, in contacting me, you can reach me at anchor.fm right slash linda l i n d a dash macmillan m c m i l l i a n nine, or you can contact me on my email which is Macmillions M C M I L L I O N S 75gmail.com. Or for those of you who, who have missed some of my podcasts, uh, you can reach out to me at Facebook, Linda L I N D A, Macmillan, M C M I L L I A N, and I will hook you up on that page so that you can uh Pick up the podcast that you have missed or that you'd like to hear. Okay? All right, everyone. This is Minister Mac Evening. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, this is Minister Macmillan. Have a blessed evening and good night.